0: It is time to tune up the band and dream of Square Marden, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Reid, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. Afternoon, chaps. How are you doing?
1: Are you proud of yourself?
0: I am very proud of myself.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm alright until this We are like,
0: full of... Uh, movie references this week both on and off recording
2: <laughs>
1: I'm
0: glad someone last week managed to f- finally got or someone on Twitter got our mystery science theatre for yeah, thousand uh, reference. Uh, that's my boy Scotch love you hey. shout exclusive. out to so you <laughs> so anyone hate gets, saying that, but, but I've, I've gone with a much more know- known reference in rush hour so I'm hoping some people will on onto that <laughs> They will now that we've said it. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. is true. That is very true. But uh, oh, yeah. How 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 have you found wrestling this week, then, uh, chaps? It's been it's been a week. I mean, not like horrifically um, tiring,
2: which is a good thing. So,
0: yeah. so it's always nice. I like that. I appreciate the fact that you know now we can we can we can have wrestling spaced out. Now that there's wrestling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very. Much, I mean, as as a, a lot of other people have said that to speak to, have kind of said as well. It's like it's kind of at a point where you just kind of have to cut your losses. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I I agree on that one for sure. But like I will be here and say, didn't watch Raw this week. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, agreed. I did as well. I didn't watch it. I'll be all. here. I'll
2: be here and say I didn't actually watch AEW until yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't only get broadcast here on Fridays, so. You can get away with that one dan
2: yeah uh-huh.
0: there you go no problem uh, at all not a problem
2: same <laughs> same 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 with impact as well I, just, I was just like yeah i'll just leave it till later i think the only thing i watched live this i guess technically live because i watched i started watching it halfway through was nxt uk
0: <laughs> <laughs> same same uh yeah so we give you this podcast thanks to those lovely people over at soundcloud spotify Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix, forever pending on that one. Uh, also, as well, we are on Project It every Wednesday as well. Uh, so, yeah, as before we get on, I should say, uh, with this week's episode all about the world's most famous arena and the mecca of all professional wrestling, well, that's at least what WWE would like to tell you anyway, <laughs> it is time to visit Dan to talk about more of the, what we just talked about in this week's Wrestling News.
1: dun, 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 dun. Wrestling News. <laughs> All right, what you got? I'm going
2: for that, going for that BBC News spot.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I mean, let's start off with Raw. I mean, obviously, I was there and had to catch up with it. I don't know if everyone else has seen it this week, but uh running through those first two matches, starting off with Braun Strowman versus Mason T-Bar, then following... Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman versus Mason T-Bar. Very much, again, kind of nothing matches, really. I guess for Braun Strowman,
0: it's to make him look strong. You just got to make Braun look strong. It's (laughs) It's a Roman Reigns all over again.
1: (laughs) Oh, no.
2: Now, though, right? We have to get on to the next bit, oh, and arguably, the possibly, unintentionally, the greatest moment to come out of Raw this week. It's John Morrison getting hit in the, hit in the groin
0: uh, with a tomato. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah. A fantastic shot there. <laughs> Amazing throw
2: by Damien Priest. <laughs> there is a reason he is called the archer. <laughs> He's
0: <laughs> got some talk on that thing. Blam! Right in the Morrison's.
2: Like it was incredibly stupid. It was an awful segment, but we did get to see Johnny what Johnny filling last name here get hit.
0: I guess you the balls by a tomato. Now the question is, does he call his balls the Nitros, the Morrison's, the Mundos, the Impacts, or the Retros? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna to choose to believe it's the mundos
0: <laughs> but, I'm, g- I'm gonna say Nitros just for the just for the, just for the nostalgia pop but um,
2: I mean basically the 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 essential point out of this uh, as other people have said is Okay, so now how many times will this be referenced in the coming weeks?
0: Uh, Probably about several, because you know what they like. I mean, you know, just with another... Un- Talk about another unintentionally funny moment was my hole, and they milked that for... Well, they're still milking my hole from now, when you think about it. Dude, but, like, it's funny, though, because Nia Jax falls over all the time, though, now. Yes. Yeah, so how- oh, gosh. Are you going to tell me that John Morrison's new gimmick in WWE is just going to be him wearing a cup from now on? <laughs> Long term booking. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> uh, moving on to the next segment as we <laughs> see, like again, I know I'm here, and it's horrible to kind of continually rag on things. Yes. And I guess, I guess, in this case, I want to more make light of something. Yes. Which is that, <laughs> as we understand, last week Charlotte, uh was given a suspension and a fine for hitting an official. Mm. This week, Sonya Deville, who is the assistant GM for SmackDown, said that her suspension has now been voided. Now. So it's, the silence is deafening.
0: Do we have an authority figure or do we not? <laughs> 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 it's the one who looks better in a suit, which, may I say, Sonia Deville looks really, really good in a suit. She makes that. As I
2: was saying to people on Twitter, Sonia Deville only serves, there's no middle ground, there's nothing else. She just serves. Yeah. Which is amazing.
0: Absolutely. I... Do we have authority figures or not? Answers on a postcard. I mean, I know, because am I right in saying that Adam Pearce's official role outside of the the the, the storylines has been changed now I heard something about Adam Pierce's role in the company now has changed
2: well as far as I know outside of like on stage his role is that he's just the, one of the head trainers hmm I don't know if he's like has if anything else specifically been changed we should say the new head of talent relations on Raw is now Jason Jordan hey,
1: so hey. I
0: just has been uh, recused <laughs> now here's the here's the question will jason jordan adopt the croaky voice of modern john laurinitis i hope not people (laughs) because the more i have to hear john laurinitis's voice the more annoyed i get imagine if you had a shouting contest between john laurinitis and stephen richards i'd much rather hear stephen richards you got to do the tutorial
2: John Laurinaitis' voice genuinely, for no discernible reason, just annoys me.
0: Well, if you don't get it, if you don't got it, get it. And if you don't get it, figure it out, as he says. Be quiet, Johnny Funk, man.
2: (laughs) But yeah, so we should should say that. And that's honestly pretty, I want to say pretty promising, especially for them to have the confidence in Jason Jordan to take that position. Yeah. But also just kind of what it means, because I mean... It was kind of the thing that everyone had been saying when we saw that John Laurinaitis was also back as head of talent relations, which was this probably ain't going to be great for the women's talent on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like in practice that kind of showed. <sighs> but yeah. like, I'm I'm hopeful for what Jason Jordan. I'm, I mean, hopefully, you know, Jason Jordan spent his time in in it, maybe put some attention towards the tag team division. Maybe that could be Raw's thing. Ha, <laughs> uh, uh you're a funny one dad you really are <laughs> hey i am here all week i'm a barrel of laughs
1: oh, you know. uh
2: depends what your sense of humor is
1: <laughs> Fair.
2: vince mcmahon's uh, sense of humor no much more absurd than that oh jesus <laughs> um moving on next though uh Seamus's open challenge for the United States title was answered by Humberto Carrillo, who is completely jacked to hell. He's
0: built like a in unit. Uh, to quote one Adam Blompier in his video of body transformations, Humberto Carrillo looks like he ate Jinder Mahal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, he's, he is ginormous. <laughs> Like it's
2: honestly kind of weird because I remember seeing him back in like July 2020. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs>
2: Who are and you? Just, and what have you
0: done with Umberta?
2: Yeah, it, it's really, it's really, really weird. Uh, anyway, though, we then have the next segment of uh, Bobby Lashley and MVP being interviewed. About the possibility of Braun Strowman being added in a triple threat match at Backlash. Uh, I think I speak for other people when I say this, but honestly, I think the wrong option is just Lashley losing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm.
2: Yeah, like, frankly, Lashley dropping the
0: title at Backlash just isn't it. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. You're not saying it right. WrestleMania Backlash. Sorry, it's WrestleMania Backlash.
1: Dear God in heaven.
0: Shortly following WrestleMania SummerSlam and then WrestleMania Survivor Series, WrestleMania Clash of Champions. They got to pay off that pirate ship somehow, Reardon. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is that pirate shit, just just the ghost ship, just going through the entire year.
2: If genuinely, WrestleMania Backlash just annoys me to no end. It does. <laughs> no, it agreed. Really agreed. Does. Uh, We then had. Uh do you uh oh yeah. Uh we then had the team of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. It's team RK Bro. Yes, because they want to call themselves. Or so, well, Matt what? Riddle wants to
1: call
0: them. How do you capitalize on, on a storyline which saw Randy Orton actually kill someone? You partner him with a you, you, well, you you partner him with um a weed addict. Yes, that was, I've said it. There you go,
1: <laughs> bro. I can you imagine? I I honestly think that Randy Orton smoking weed would kill him. <laughs> Like, you
0: know, he does that weird body convulsion thing every time he does an RKO. Could you imagine yeah. that after he's taken a quick, <laughs> quick rip? <laughs>
1: that man would turn into a human slinky.
0: Look, all I'm saying is,
2: right, if he wants to be <laughs> hearing voices, then like, it might be an option.
0: Mm. there you
2: go get Bob Van down uh, to manage the team and bingo as, as, my, as my as my friend said this just seems like a tag team that was genuinely born to just have to pop a merch idea yeah
1: yeah yeah that's that's. I've, I think your friend's on the money there
2: because in my mind as much as I've been watching and following Raw I can't think of aside from like the segment they had like last week and the week before But both of those segments just ended with Randy Orton being like, no, I don't want to team with you. (laughs) So I don't know how anything else has come to the point of them becoming a proper tag team, but... I don't know. Uh, Then we had Oscar, Lana, and Naomi versus Shayna Baszler, Nia Jackson, Rhea Ripley. I mean, it's a
0: six-person tag match. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm... Yeah, this ain't going to end well, is it?
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just, gone. like, it's just, like, full of attempted, in like, disruption and people Shit. getting involved and like, Reginald's there as well. Still have no idea what he's doing, but... <laughs> But yeah, it, it was it was just kind of like a, a a chaotic six person match. It wasn't like there was anything amazing in it. There were mm. some good moments. I mean, you have you have Oscar, Naomi, Ree- and Rhea Ripley, and Shayna Baszler in the match. Like, yes, it's not like they're incompetent people or anything. It's just incompetent creative. <laughs> That's pretty much raw right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Charlotte Flair versus Mandy Rose, basically just a, a a quick match just for Charlotte's return. Gets her back in the picture, gets her back in being visible.
0: Not that that was an issue beforehand, but you
2: know, I, I understand why they did
0: it. Gosh, do you remember this time last year when Mandy Rose was in a mainline story? Do you remember when she was in an actual story?
2: Oh Jesus. And nah. <laughs> then <It's- laughs> uh, to round up to pretty much round off the uh, to round off the night, we had Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman.
1: <laughs>
2: With uh, Braun winning, which means that he is able to enter the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania Backlash. Choo, it's now choo, a indeed.
0: Uh,
2: Mason T also got involved again. I mean, in terms of like rounding something off and being like, "Hey, look, it's now everything's come full circle." <laughs> I can't complain. Yeah. Like they did do that, but oh uh, no! The, again, like as everyone said, like I think this was one of the lowest drawing sec- lowest drawing rules. Again, it kind of continues to keep falling. Where's my <laughs> ratings? <laughs> I think I think people said it was a one point seven
0: seven million. Holy moly, that's that's not good.
1: One wow.
0: Wow. Like one
2: point seven seven million people total.
1: That's not great, Bob.
2: That that
0: that's not great at all. Oh gosh. So it was a it was it's rough. <laughs> Jeez, man. No wonder so many people have been turning off floor. And are just watching the highlights on YouTube, like seriously, that's what I've been doing. Uh, gosh, I want to say I've been doing that since late 2020. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, honest, honestly, honestly,
0: I honestly, because the
2: thing is, is like, I normally record it and then watch it like the next morning. Mm. It's like I, I'm not staying up till like 3 a.m. for that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, on, I'm, agreed. Like honestly, I get I get my I get my news from you, Dan. <laughs> you know, I get yeah. from, And then I just, and then I go on like, I go on Reddit and then find out if something important's happened and that's it.
0: See what I you're just doing, can't. WWE? You're I having, your have... people are having to watch through a podcast and Reddit.
1: Yeah, the fact that I've gone to Reddit means that something is terribly wrong and needs to be fixed. There's
2: been a great disturbance in the force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving over though just quickly uh over to I'm do Impact now mm-hmm. uh we start off the show of a recap of Rebellion showing Kenny Omega beating Rich Swann to become the new Impact champion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously a lot of the reaction has been around oh what does this work for Impact or what does this do for Kenny or what does this mean in the whole context everything else yeah uh all valid questions. Indeed. I guess the thing for myself I would say is, well, whoever beats Kenny is going to get the fucking
0: monster moment. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and in terms of ratings, it's one of the highest impact has had since their glory days of TNA in 2008, 2009. So it did something. Yeah. And
2: I mean, I think the another kind of pressing thing about it is like again it's that thing of as much as it does reflect badly on impact <laughs> hmm. it is kind of one of those things that it's like you've got to invest and commit to it yeah exactly even though like i said i think in a lot of other ways this is actually kind of negatively affected impact mm. That that's across a couple that's across a couple of levels not related to the booking of this storyline Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Agreed on that one, though, for sure. Because, like, there's there's elements of it where it's pretty much just seems like AEW's management's prerogative is just, whenever they are talking about it, their prerogative is just to shit on impact as much as possible. <laughs> and, like, you know, if, if you show a company if you're like doing this whole thing about coming into another company, if you're not showing the company is having, as there being any jeopardy, no one's going to care when your people and their people have matches. Yeah. yeah. But like, that's a whole, that's a whole other conversation.
1: Mm.
2: Um, <laughs> starting with this one though. Uh, we have Scott Damore basically addressing the roster saying that there's going to be a, uh, number one contenders match for the impact title and that there's going to be qualifying matches to determine who gets into that number one contenders match mm. um so then coming coming out of this we had then chris bay uh first cheek something chris bay picking up the win yeah uh and personally for me chris bay is the person that i have to win it
0: yeah, I I would really really because love to see Chris Bay win it. Capitalize on him; he's yeah. money for them. Oh no, he is over as hell at the moment, Riden. And, and like, if you've not seen any of his matches, go out of your way to watch him. He's really good. Mm. Uh, then we had Sam Beale versus the new,
2: newly pronounced uh, W Morrissey, formerly Big Cass. Who's oh, now wow. made his
0: return to uh, to wrestling. Who oh, everyone wow. says looks like a giant Edge. Like a giant version of it Edge. It looks like Edge, but like six foot five.
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Now, I'm Someone... happy. I am happy for Cass because it looked oh, like he was in so the right happy. doldrums a couple of years ago. But he looks like he's properly turned his life around. Yeah. Genuinely so happy for him. Uh, we had
2: Kimberly with Susan versus Taylor Wilde. Um oh. which was a, ni- a nice, a nice, a nice little match.
0: Great to see Taylor Wilde back as well. Yeah. Oh, really? One of cool the absolute to standouts of the TNA Knockouts division, if you ask me. No, um, absolutely. Up there with Gal Kim and Awesome Kong for sure. No, it's it's nice to see Taylor. Kind of crazy to think that she was only there for like a couple of years. Yeah it's insane and how like no oh, yeah. way hang
1: on back up really
0: Taylor Wob was, was only with TNA for what four years yep four, That's... So, yeah, four so years
1: wow well, I didn't I didn't know that I thought that she was there for longer
2: yeah Um, we had the X Division title match Josh Alexander uh, defending against Ace Austin and, and retaining the title that was a good match uh, I mean it's Josh Alexander and Ace Austin as much as like, as much as I like, do you clown on ace austin <laughs> <laughs> don't we all <laughs> i know i shouldn't because he is really good it's just one, of those, he's just one of those people that for some reason i don't know what it is like i see him and i'm like i don't know why i have second thoughts about you but i do <laughs> but i'm trying to stop that he's genuinely really good yeah uh we then had myers vs cardona um, which was basically like a rerun of the uh Match of rebellion, mm-hmm. and then Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards, which I am excited to see develop into a pay per view match. Yeah. Uh, but Kenny and the Good Brothers <laughs> appear. No contest is given, and then afterwards, Finji's come out and start brawling as it then ends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Impact everybody. But like you open the forbidden yeah. door? again there's a lot of promise here mm. no agreed agreed um, um go on no 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 i was going to say yeah it, it, it there is a, there is a lot of promise there uh and i'm looking forward to seeing what what is what is going to be uh, coming to fruition not only in here in impact with uh, with the conclusion of that but uh, what also was announced at AEW which is a perfect segue <laughs> it is a perfect
2: segue uh, but just quickly going through again, uh we had Page versus Cage.
1: <laughs> Page versus Cage
0: in the
2: battle for the age. Yep. Uh again, great show from uh Brian Gage. And again, this this is like a future title match for oh, them. Oh gosh, yeah. It's, just, it's just... literally just a it's
0: just a stepping point. I'm just I'm just upset that there wasn't a spot on the stage. Because, you know, that would have been Page and Cage on the stage. (laughs) Reader's getting into a rage.
1: I'm (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm I'm getting getting tired. Getting tired of your shit. (laughs) Getting tired of your shit,
0: (laughs) man. I'm sorry, Um, I'm in a bit of a mood. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh,
2: We then had uh, the Young Bucks versus the Seidel Brothers, uh, which, again, was a nice little match. That was a great Um, match, especially for the Johnny Cage crotch uh, punch. Yeah, that was a nice spot. <laughs> uh, we then had Orange Cassidy with Trent versus uh, Penta. Oh, that was very again nice. and again a great little match and a nice little use of um, a distraction finish.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we then had the uh, promo between. Um,
0: pinnacle and inner circle about the blood and guts match. Which was really good from everyone actually, from both sides. All the, all the promos were really freaking good. Mm. I mean, my personal favourite was Sammy Guevara
2: just telling Sean Spears he's, well, he is a failure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's so stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> good <laughs> Um...
2: But yeah, it's just kind of a... It's a big verbal back and forth between the two, and it's like, oh, we'll do whatever it takes to win, and, you know, this, this, and that. <laughs> uh, sentence I never thought I'd hear myself say. There, there was a promo segment between Eddie Kingston and Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, and it was really, really good. It's not too i didn't expect to see them together in aew at least anyway (laughs) i mean obviously they are because uh nakazawa's with omega and they they use they're like selling him as like the admin guy between yeah kenny bringing people over from japan and stuff he's like an agent
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing i love it
2: (laughs) i love it so much uh Nakazawa hitting Kingston with a laptop. <laughs> yeah. uh, then Brandon Cutler comes out to try and take care of Eddie Kingston but uh, then Moxley appears and beats them both up. Yep. Uh, Kingston then just saying he'll break Kenny's leg <laughs> if he doesn't get a match
0: against him which, hell yes. <laughs> Look, We'll say it again. We've said it before, we'll say it again. He wants. He needs to be in the main event picture.
1: <laughs> should be.
2: Uh, we then had Penelope Ford versus Chris Statlander. Excited to see Chris Statlander back for uh, AEW's women's division. Yeah, she's kind of someone that we were like, yeah, she kind—they of, kind of need her back. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it is showing. Uh, we then had the Nightmare Family, which was Dustin Rhodes, Billy Gunn, and Lee Johnson versus the Factory, so it's QT Marshall, Dick Comerado, and Aaron Solo uh, with Anthony Agogo at ringside. Uh, and again, nice little multi-man tag match, and it kind of does the important thing that it needs to, which is just to say, like, "Hey, don't look at the older guys; look at the younger guys." Yes,
0: no, They're I was the... going to say that. Great little, uh, great little match, and it did really showcase the younger guys, like in Spades. Oh. Um, we then had Ten from the Dark
2: Order versus Darby Allen. Is again, nice little, uh, nice little match. Ethan Page attacking Darby Allen in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen picking up the win. <clears throat> again, points to be said about his title reign and where it really stands in amongst everything and all of that. But let's get to the important bit for AEW, right? <laughs> John Moxley versus Yuji Nagata. <sighs> for the the iwgp us title on
0: dynamite sign me sign me the hell up you know what's great and what's really telling i want to say this is how the only bit of exciting news coming from new japan isn't to do with the world champion isn't to do with any of the shows they've got going on at the moment it's due with the fact that they've got the 50 odd year old legend that is Yuji Nagata going up against john moxley on aew if that i mean like it's,
2: it's, it's the thing like it's the thing i can say about where at least where new japan is at least for someone like me who's a maybe not so much a, a super fan that wants to watch every show yeah like i'll admit i'm at the point where if like the road Two shows i'm just like yeah okay mm. Mm. cool i guess yeah I think a lot of people are feeling like that now. I mean, there's also a myriad other reasons why I don't want to watch New Japan right now.
0: No, agreed. Uh, and I'm with uh, you on that made one. It's very clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but
2: I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's no real... There's not as much jeopardy or excitement to it and like the Road 2 shows are kind of burning people out. Yeah. But for me, seeing Yuji Nagata versus... Um, John Moxley,
0: I'm like, hell yeah, let's go, let's go I, for I, this. I, I am so looking forward to that match because both of them will absolutely wail on each other in, in that match, so that gets me excited. <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah. Uh,
2: moving over to NXT quickly, again, I'll just try and Kind of speed for his Mercedes Martinez picking up the win by DQ because of uh, Gonzalez interfering. Yep. Basically, looks like we're going to get Martinez versus Gonzalez over the XT Women's title. Hell yes, sign me up. Yeah, as I said, more Hoss women's matches. Yes, uh, because Mercedes Martinez is a legit contender, and I will not have them stepping away from that. Yeah, because she should be. Oh, gotcha. <clears throat> sorry mm. uh, that's alright buddy <laughs> um, we then had another continuation on the whole index storyline <laughs> oh, the greatest uh, soap opera <laughs> with random flowers appearing and being delivered apparently from Dexter Loomis it's... supposedly to go to Shotzi <laughs> that's
0: a <laughs> Oh, I love it! I don't know why, but I do. (laughs) Um,
2: we then have grizzled young veterans cutting a cutting a promo uh, in ring, talking about how they're the best in the tag team division and that they're going after MSK. They get interrupted by Champer and Thatcher, uh, and then they start brawling out. Cutting a promo only a scouser could. <laughs> what i mean like people from the uk are built different
1: truly truly built, truly
2: this. built different to the us <laughs> uh, we had tony storm versus zeta ramia and um, like this is the thing that i kind of annoys me how people treat this which is like oh how's tony storm losing to someone that's new you want to bring her in and make her have impact <laughs> Yep. So getting a win over Tony Storm is a really easy way to do that considering also Tony Storm do- isn't in the middle of the story right now.
0: Yeah. Which is criminal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's criminal, but like,
2: <laughs> it's, it's an important point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then had Austin Fury versus Bronson Reed, which was honestly a pretty good match. It wasn't too bad. Not too bad at all. Um... Oh no! There's something I like about Bronson Reed just seeming, seemingly just unaffected by the distraction. I get what you <laughs> just mean. Just like just there, he just kind of elbow someone in the face. Like, yes, okay, I'm still going. <laughs> this is fine. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, a quick match between Imperium and uh, Maverick and Dane. Yeah, which is a nice little short match. Um, Nice little moment between uh,
0: Dane and Wolf, where Wolf refuses to hit him with the chair. Yeah. Oh my God! They're actually doing callbacks, which is which surprised the hell out of
2: no. me. I <laughs> know. They- I'm surprised they're doing callbacks to sanity because I figured they probably wanted to forget that happened. Yeah. So no, surprised the heck out of me that one did. least really forget it happened outside the confines of WWE NXT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. Pete Dunne cuts a promo saying about how no one takes him seriously um, and how he could go one for one with Kushida like he has or go to NXT UK and take back the Volta. Uh, looks like it's going to be setting up for him versus Gargano but mm-hmm. remains to be seen from here. I guess I enjoy the part of a British person having the North American title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh we then have a vignette on what seems to be a new group called the diamond mine and it's basically led to a bunch of speculation ranging from the good to the bad to the ridiculous
1: of course uh
2: if you want my guess on it my guess on it is that there was a number of talents that we brought in a couple months back kind of on under the radar
0: mm.
2: who were all kind of fairly green hmm. so I uh, I imagine it'll probably be them yeah or at least from the way they the way they phrased it made it seem like it was multiple people hmm I wish I could remember any of their names but I can't <sighs> but like I think I think it was I mean it was Christian Casanova, they brought in mm. and a couple other people of that kind of, you know, that kind of level and group.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Uh, so I can imagine it's probably going to be them. Um, if it is the worst case scenario, then, like, it basically just goes to show WWE genuinely do not care. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah.
2: But, hey. That's that. If it happens, it happens, and I'll just have to scream
0: like we always do.
2: Yeah. Uh, then just ending off with a really good tag match: uh, Lagardeo Fantasma vs Kushida and MSK. Lagardeo oh. Fantasma picking up the win. Great Um match. It's basically just a really good lucha style um, multi-person tag match it was mm. a trio's match, but just again, just lots, lots of good work between them. Uh, Wesley just basically spending a whole chunk of the match
0: on his own, just kind of surviving. Oh, uh, that man's got, star him. Him, him and, uh, got stars written all over oh, him. Here, man, Carter, I've got stars written all over him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just quickly going over to NXT UK,
2: the only thing I really want to give a. Uh, a real shout out for is it looks like again we're getting slowly further and closer towards
0: uh, the rematch between Ilya Dragunov and Volta. Yeah, I'm very, uh, I mean, another shout out I want to give to is the production team in the UK because they do it so much better than the production team in in, in the US. Uh, yeah. I speak of of course the subculture promo that they uh, that they. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yes, and
2: again the, the subculture promo, which
0: I'm super here for gosh yeah like mark andrews flash morgan webster and danny luna like three people that i've absolutely loved in the uh in the british scene coming together to form a group i am all here for that
2: yeah it, it's just really cool for me just because of like the way that they're set they're setting out the group yeah and like what they what they mean no same um no I absolutely made for that, and then uh uh, for Mako Satomura versus Eva Valkyrie, lots of people really impressed by Eva Valkyrie after this match. Oh. Uh, as it be. Yeah, she did tremendously well. But um, no, it was uh, absolutely amazing. And I think I think if you're doing a point where you're like, oh, she's undefeated, and it's like you come up against the best, <laughs> and Yuck. then you lose, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to talk about the main event because of people. (laughs) Yeah, no, agreed.
0: Uh, Smackdown? Smackdown was.
2: All I'm going to say is one of the teams that was in it shouldn't be in there. Uh, No, agreed. Agreed You know who you are. Uh, So actually, I'm just going to quickly go over to Noah first. Oh, gosh, yeah, Noah. Um, just to give a quick shout out, just because I know a lot of people probably aren't watching it, especially people who listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> if you are listening to this and you watch now, hey, good on you. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I I only watched it because I actually had time for it and made time for it. <laughs> um, but no, just to give really just to give shout outs to uh, the, obviously the three main matches from it. So uh, the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match, which was great uh just sol- again solid work between them yeah uh my personal favorite match um of this edition of the glory was the ghc national championship match to catch the euro defeating Kazuki Fujita, and now uh, winning the ghc national title that was a great match uh we had Kazuchi sakuraba coming out to challenge to for the ghc national so freaking excited for that Keiji Muto defending against Masa Kitayama for the GHC heavyweight title. Uh, and it's very much the case that people like. I mean, I know for myself, obviously, I know I'm the person that has said, you know, we've all said about like, you know, older wrestlers in like WWE and AEW and stuff. Mm. But I don't know. Something about Muto's reign, I'm like, I kind
0: of like it for him. Yeah, I wasn't it... 100% on it because I was very much. I really liked Shiyazaki's work last year. Oh, no. Shiyazaki's work was like a star. So having given it to Muto, I, feel, I feel, wasn't... I feel,
2: like it's, I feel like it. I'm getting the... It's like the legend's last roll of the dice. Exactly. And then, obviously, they'll have someone take it off him. Uh, but then, again, uh one to give a lot of attention to, another great match from this event was... Um, uh, M's Alliance, Masaki Mochizuki, Sata Tanaka, and Naimichi Marifuji defeating Kaito Kitayama uh, Okada, not the Okada, King Okada, mm-hmm. and Yoshiki Yamura, <laughs> uh, which was a great, again, great multi person tag match. And also, it has Naimichi Marifuji in it. Yes. Which just means you should basically just watch out of principle, really. <laughs> Speaking of Marafuji though. <laughs>
0: You can, you can go. You take the floor. Speaking of Marufuji, yeah, uh, it looks like he's going up against uh, Keiji Muto for the title, for the GHC yeah. heavyweight title, which I'm very excited for. I know a lot of people rag on him, especially during the glory days of Noah and its early days, but I've always been a fan of Marufuji, so I'm looking forward yeah, to this. Uh, just quickly now, just to run
2: through, burn through SmackDown. Uh, uh, something which. I love seeing which is intergenerative attack matches. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bailey, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode versus the Street Profits in Bianca Belair. Great little match, this. Great Montez opener. As well. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this match. Montez Ford. Uh, yeah, as I said on Twitter, Montez Ford. That is all.
1: That is all. That is all that is necessary. Let's just,
2: let's just say, because um, I don't know if I've shown you the clip, but. He's now just taken to just doing the
0: frog splash from a springboard and just not climbing the top rope. <laughs> but it's the fun. fact it's he still gets sick. the same exact amount of hang time from a springboard I mean, he position. Gets even higher. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, Reardon. What he does the Rob Nonsense. Van Dam sell better than Rob Van Dam did it as well.
1: Okay, now. I, you must have taken leave of your senses. No, Calm
0: seriously. Now. He does the Rob Van Damsel better is than it, Rob Van Damsel. Is, is, it,
2: is, it, is it as good as the Rob Van Dam Damsel? I don't know personally. I but f- what I will say is, he certainly gets up higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's donkey dick, is what they say. Wow. Um, we then had... Uh, Natalia and Tamina versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and this was basically like a five-minute match with Reginald once more <laughs> Um, kind of just lots of it's basically just a spot-to-spot match mm. kind of people just trying to get their way through to the end uh, get interviewed with the Mysterios about uh, trying to get to make history at WrestleMania Backlash kind of happened at Mania
1: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> but uh you know it is what it is we we move yeah uh we get uh another promo from alistair black ahead of his
0: return definitely talking taking- about how he can see the reality of the world I, I i get the i'm not gonna lie i get the feeling that alistair black is going to announce himself as the dlc for resident evil village with these promos
1: um, i mean wait if, wait wait and he now is the reality of the world it has, has, is is black telling people to sign on to QAnon? Is that what's going on here? No,
2: no he's just a massive edge lord.
1: Ah, okay. So the usual.
2: Yeah, no, it's no, it's no <laughs> QAnon. That's, that's NXT, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh god.
2: Yeah, that's that, that's, that's NXT. Uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave that to them. No, Alistair Black's just being like an edge lord, kind of. At least that's the way it seems to me. Where he's just like. You know, I can see the reality of the world and, you know, people are people are tainted and have, haven't learned to see things for themselves. They, they consume what is around them.
0: I can see clearly now the rain has gone, he says. In a yeah, pretty contest. much. Um, <laughs> we then had uh, Apollo Cruz versus Big E and
2: uh, Big E wins via disqualification because the Commander is getting involved. Uh, Apollo Crews <laughs> retained. Uh, Sami Zayn then comes out and like helps them but then they just beat him up so I have no idea what that was for but <clears throat> uh, we get a graphic for Cesaro versus Seth Rollins next week um, and then we have the big match and they made it feel like a big match first off Roman has new music which is great
0: yeah and a lot of people ragged on it I thought it was quite good for Roman it, it, it perfectly Look, encapsulates it's... the head of the table vibe they're going for it's not music from the Shield,
2: exactly. so we're still not living in 2015.
1: Nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and also, and I've said this before: the music he had, for as much as they was trying to make him seem like a big star, made him sound like a default character. Yeah, a <laughs> default Caw. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: no, this was a this was a good match. This match was great. I rate this as a four star match. Four and a half at a push, but this match was phenomenally good.
2: Uh, and then it goes, it goes through to the end. We get to the finish, which again was great. Roman getting a submission win, uh, and then Roman retains, and then Daniel Bryan now must leave SmackDown to,
1: to tend to
0: report. his to tend to his vegan farm.
1: <laughs> so now oh, the God. question
2: obviously
0: becomes where does Daniel Bryan go oh it's definitely a part-time schedule and it couldn't happen to ask yeah. a guy if you ask me like the guy mm. is winding down in his career he has had one hell of a career not only just in WWE but within the indies if this is the last hurrah I hope he makes it a bloody good one leading up to his retirement
1: yeah Daniel Bryan will now retire to a farm that in MVP's version of Wakanda only to be <laughs> to, only to be drawn on at WrestleMania each year. He is now the Undertaker. <laughs> so
0: basically we're saying that Roman Reigns is Thanos and Daniel Bryan is Captain America. Well, given
2: how Roman talks now in his promos, I feel like that's not that far removed. Yeah, I I, I
0: think you might be onto something there. So is this because oh, does this mean then that Cesaro is Iron Man right. if he's the Swiss cyborg? Technology.
1: Oh, he absolutely is. I mean, the
0: he, way he's... they're going about this is it, like it's beginning to look a lot like endgame. If, <laughs> if, if the ending part with Cesaro coming out to try and save Brian was anything to go by. Um, but yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, great match. A great oh, bit of a visceral. Oh, I say visceral, but yet so perfect way to end SmackDown with a yeah, concerto to Brian. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, my, my two side notes for this week's news are first off hell yeah Marty the Moth debuting in AEW let's go yes <laughs> fucking hell my yes my guy <laughs> love it uh, second of all Sexy Star made her return to MMA and got beat to hell
0: <laughs> I'm sure Rosemary didn't mind that at all probably not <laughs> Though I wouldn't imagine her to be that petty because, you know, that's just stooping to Sexy Star's level. But I digress. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> sexy Star. <laughs> but with that, with that though, we're done. <laughs> my goodness, my goodness, Dad. Uh, as ever, as you all uh, lovely people know, we are, of course, affiliated with Grapp's Apparel. So make sure for you, uh, to type in the code SWEETCHIN at checkout for 10% off of your order. That is "sweet chin" in all caps. They uh, Gary's been coming up with some really cool designs as of late, and I'm really no, liking some of the stuff he's they, doing. They've, uh,
2: they've got some ties now with independent wrestlers. I mean, they did a piece with Davey
0: Richards recently. And oh, sorry. And I believe they just uh, are about to do a collaboration shirt with Ray Horace as well. Yeah, Mm. so looking forward to that. Uh, But as I said, yeah, go check them out. Great, great apparel company. Uh, Before I head on, Brandon, do you have anything for the recommendation corner as well?
1: Recommendation corner. Mm, 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 mm. What is for the recommendation corner? I think I'm going to recommend... If you haven't seen it already, actually, I know what I'm going to recommend. I know what I'm going to recommend. That I need to check it out. It is um, it's the new, it's a new Netflix show, new Netflix movie that's just come out. Hang on,
0: I thought you were going to say I, I thought you to say Rush Hour Two for a moment there. <laughs> it's,
1: God, it's so frustrating. There it is. There it is. I know what it is. Uh, the machine, the the Mitchells and the Machines.
0: Ah, the, I've heard good things about mi- that.
1: Yeah, done by the same people who did who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, Ooh. yeah.
0: Oh, we're it, definitely going to have to pick it, that one up for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're on Netflix, check it out. Awesome. We love we our love some animation here at the Sweet Chinwag podcast. So that's, yeah, a oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Doing then some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all righty then, with all of that, it is time to head on to the main portion of this episode. Madison square garden now first question i'd like to ask you chaps is this what picture conjures up in your brain when you hear that when you hear that name madison square garden
1: uh do do you want me to be honest be honest the the beastie boys
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) but no 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 no. but that's a that is a very valid answer um,
2: I don't know why, but for some reason, Madison Square Garden. Even though I talk, we're talking in the con, necessarily in the confines of wrestling, but for some reason, I don't know why Madison Square Garden's always attached to
0: boxing for me. For me, it's the New York Knicks and Patrick Ewing. Funnily enough, that's the first thing that conjures up in my brain when I think of Madison Square Garden.
1: Well, um. Mm. That's an interesting one. Uh,
0: but I guess in a wrestling it's, context uh, I know I say that
2: I know I say that for myself, but generally I just try and avoid thinking about the Knicks so <laughs> that is
0: true <laughs> But in, I guess in a wrestling context, if someone said what was the fir- what's the kind of like first wrestling image that comes into your head when in, in regards to the Madison Square Garden, I guess for me it would probably be uh, uh, Roddy Piper and Mr. T sp- squaring off against one another. <laughs> Um, If I had to say for myself, uh,
2: it'd probably be either Rumble 2000 Mm. or WrestleMania 20. Yeah.
0: What about you? If I had to guess. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Ridham? What what would be the first wrestling image that conjures your brain when you hear Square Marden? No, Square (laughs) Marden.
1: It's a WrestleMania. I just... For some reason, I just think Hulk Hogan, just in general.
0: Yeah. D- seems m- to, m- disappointingly, really... Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just seems to be his his arena, for better or worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was Sam Martino's for a little while, then it was Backlund's, but I guess yeah. the one who made the biggest impact would have been Hogan. Mm-hmm. Okey-doke. So, with all of that, I'm going to give you guys a little brief history of madison square garden and then we're going to talk about uh wwf's very first appearance in what we now know as the modern incarnation of madison square garden before going on about wrestlemania one and then some of our favorite moments and events from madison square garden sound good sound good to me awesome so we'll take the way back machine to the 19th century (laughs) it's history the garden's histories can be traced back all the way to the 19th century with a little patch of land on fifth avenue and broadway at 23rd street in manhattan named madison Square, uh named after of course james madison who was the fourth president of the united states please correct me if i'm wrong american listeners <laughs> i'm gonna get absolutely crucified if i got that wrong <laughs>
1: probably i'm going
2: to say that you're potentially correct <laughs> I, I, I only I, know that i only know their names because of quiz show I don't know the time periods
0: the <laughs> <laughs> same same <laughs> so a facility was built there in 1879 funnily enough it was leased to one pt barnum of course very who was most famous for Parnum and bailey circus So this version of the garden, it didn't last very long, only uh, due to it being an open-air arena, and of course due to inclement weather conditions, it always ruined events. (laughs) So any event that was put on there, it was absolutely chucking it down with rain, they would have to cancel. Uh, So uh, this version, the very first incarnation of the garden, was demolished in 1890. The second Madison Square Garden was built the same year, with funding from a conglomerate of the, I to tell you, the richest people in the nineteenth century, basically. <laughs> so JP Morgan, Andrew Carnegie, P. T. Barnum, Darius Mills, James Steelman, uh James Steelman, sorry, and WW Astor formed a syndicate to fund and of course build Madison Square Garden the sequel, which was always better than the first one. (laughs) Madison sequel gardens.
1: Can I ask a question? Why is it called Madison Square? Was it literally a garden at some point?
0: Pretty much that little patch of land would have been uh, a garden. And because, of course, uh, the very first incarnation was open air, it kind of made sense to call it the garden because... Mm. it took place you know outside most of the attractions like it was mostly because it was pt barnum it mostly was carnival and circus stuff at that time occasionally with some boxing here and some uh, and some occasional kind of like carny things like wrestling even with the carnival stuff around that um it just became the garden uh but yes uh where was i yes the second mgs oh sorry that was metal gear solid no the second msg <laughs> sorry Metal that's that's gear solid okay <laughs> the second msg was designed by stanford white and dedicated solely to boxing events this one would last until 1925 with the third madison square garden starting work in a new location on eighth avenue rather than on fifth avenue this building would last until 1968, where the uh, fourth incarnation and in the garden we all know and love was comp- built and completed in 1969 above Penn Station, if anyone's ever been there. I've been happened. to Penn
1: Station. I have what I've been heard, to
0: that's the worst station in New York, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've had yeah, that multiple it's
2: the worst times. Station in New York because it's the one where like every single train goes into. Oh Yeah,
1: God. yeah it, it's kind of a it's kind of crazy. I fun fact when I was there, I actually saw troops coming back from Afghanistan actually when I was around Jeez. there. Jeez. Yeah. All
2: right, well, you're making me feel worse about my fact that I was going to be there and say uh for all my people that live in South London, uh, basically, Penn Station is just like a slightly—it's a slightly more built-up version of Clapham Junction.
1: <laughs> oh, you're no. right. Oh God, you're right, and I hate it.
0: <laughs> At least Penn Station has the fact, the like distinct honor of having Madison Square Garden on top of it. It has
2: Madison Square Gardens and isn't the busiest uh, station via freight numbers or whatever. <laughs> Damn you, Dad. <laughs> it is, though. That's what Penn Station is. It's that just is... a station where every single train just
0: goes into and there's like 70 platforms. That is very true. Very, very true. So now, of course, we get to the modern incarnation, the world's famous arena of Madison Square Garden. One of the very first events that happened in this new building was when WWWF... Put on the very first show in February nineteenth of nineteen sixty-eight. Now, just for context, the building was finished and opened on February the twelfth, and so pretty much WWF and Vince Senior was putting on this show was the very was one of the very first uh, not only like wrestling shows but the, one of the very first shows to be put on, on the, at the new MSG. Drew a gate of twelve thousand nine hundred and eighty-nine people on this evening um would you like me to go through the card just to give you kind first of like off, a little... that's kind of a mad flex though mm. yeah I'm i mean... like one of the first shows at the newly rebuilt place but that's the thing like because it was like vince's like home turf and because he even in the previous gardens Like Vince, Vince Senior always had like a little bit of like stroke when it came to the like the the arena and being able to put on shows there. It only made sense in a way to put on a wrestling show as one of the very first things at the Garden. Mm. Uh, So yeah, would you guys like to know the card for this? uh, For this, uh... I assume it's basically what the main events: Bruno San Martino. How did you know? Look, man, I'm basically just an A-star wrestling historian at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Savartino going up against a Ball at Ramos. Uh he of course he won via submission with the backbreaker, funny enough, at t- in twelve minutes forty-three seconds.
1: Well, I'll be.
0: Uh but running down the card we had the magnificent Maurice defeating Carl Steef. Virgil, the Kentucky Butcher, defeating Edouard Carpentier.
2: I don't know why, but when you said that, I was like, "Wait, Virgil? <laughs> Could you imagine Virgil's new I was like, "That makes no sense. Why is, my, is my brain? Just... I was like, I know this is a different person, but my brain just refused to go anywhere else."
0: <laughs> and now I'm just now I'm just imagining Virgil with like a like a butcher's apron now. <laughs> Victor Rivera defeating Hans Morta, uh, Mortier or Mortar? Mortar. That's weird spelling. I'll leave it at that. Professor Toru Tanaka uh, defeating Dominic DiNucci. Yes, Mick Foley's coach to a draw. Actually, no, they both fought to a draw, I should say. Not uh, Tanaka defeating Dominic DiNucci. Miguel Perez defeating Gil Gordon. The Sheik defeating Luis Serdan. Yes, The Sheik. Sabu's uncle. (laughs) We had uh, Earl Maynard defeating Luke Graham with a West Indian backbreaker.
1: A lot of backbreakers today.
0: Yeah, that was that was the hot thing. Mm. Little Beaver and Little Jackie defeating Sky Low and Little Brutus. And judging by those names, I can only imagine, yeah, it probably was a little person attraction, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, San Martino defeating Ball Ramos in the main event. Not a bad gate at 12,000 being one of the very first shows and kind of a very safe, very, at the time, very safe card to put on for WWF. Well, because I know, like, they've over time they've added,
2: like, somehow managed to add more seats to it. Yeah, eventually. Eventually they think, got
0: there. Because I think now the capacity is, what,
2: 18,000?
0: I've run 18 000 to 20,000, depending on kind of like, um, yeah, set depending design. on the event. Uh, depending on the event. Which, I know, I know, I know
2: for, like, I think it's ice hockey. Yeah where they can only get like
0: 16,000 in. (laughs) Yeah, and I believe they can get 20,000 in for Knicks games, I believe. Yeah. So solely dependent on the sport or the event that you're going to when you're there. But all of this, of course, leads us to WrestleMania 1. Of course, the event that uh, every uh, historian who's working in the WWF will tell you was the biggest gamble, and it paid off massively. Drew it. It sold out everywhere and became the greatest event ever in 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 wrestling history. Um, what they don't tell you is that it actually didn't sell out Madison Square Garden.
1: They they keep that they, part quiet. They keep that part quiet.
0: It <laughs> only drew a gate of oh, quiet. <laughs> mm, they drew a gate of nineteen thousand one hundred twenty-one, which is nothing to scoff about. Hmm. But um. Yeah, they would have you know that it was an absolute smash hit success that sold out uh, the the garden and everywhere like it did when it, of course, with closed circuit television they would put on events in like local movie theaters and stadiums and arenas as well. Actually, not stadiums, arenas. I should say, Um, and charge admission. Apparently, they actually got more of their money from that from the closed circuit television through like showing it at arenas and movie theaters more than they did at the uh, at. Actually, the actual garden. So, uh would you like to know some fun facts about WrestleMania before I go through the card as well? Yeah, uh, nice. let's do it. I'll see how much I can remember from when we did our recap on WrestleMania. It's <laughs> <laughs> so of course totally nothing, as everyone knows. The actual main theme song for this uh for this WrestleMania was "Easy Lover" by Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. Yeah, which a lot of people, which which a lot of people. Can't believe, but then realise, of course, when they came to the home video release, they dubbed over it because Vince wasn't, you know, wanting to pay the royalty fees to Phil Collins. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Look um, right, I can't believe he'd do this to Phil Collins. Exactly. <laughs> Gene Oakland sung the national anthem before the ma- uh, before the event uh, went live.
2: See, now that's
0: the history I come for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Would you believe a technical glitch ended the closed circuit broadcast early into the showing at the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh to appease the angry fans who pelted the screen with garbage and tomatoes, Mania was broadcasted in its entirety on local television two weeks later Jesus Wow I don't even know how you managed to do that, though. (laughs) It's crazy. But absolutely, like, hilarious at the same time. It's like, just, I think that's just kind of, like, very poetic for WrestleMania and WWE in general. (laughs) have something like that to happen.
1: Yeah, it really is.
0: So everyone knows, of course, that the original name for WrestleMania was going to be the Colossal Tossel. It was actually, with that spelling, Tossle. Not Tussle, but Tossle.
1: It's just amazing. um,
0: My love is that they came to that first. uh, It was also, but uh, that was the original plan meeting, meeting when they were spitballing ideas. Uh, there was one time it was actually going to be called Hulkamania, but then again, if it, if it was going to be called that, it was going to be very hard to advertise that fact in 2015. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and eventually... it's, just, it's just the thing of, like, they got
2: to... <laughs> like, it sounds stupid when I say it, because I know it's so reductive looking back in retrospect, but, hmm, we have this big event about wrestling and with the Worldwide Wrestling Federation what should we call this big event we have the colossal tussle and then eventually after that they got to wrestlemania
0: (laughs) yes with vince being very i think it was vince vince was the one i believe that came up with the name because i've uh for what i've heard and what i've seen he was very much of the kind of sticking it to everyone because everyone was so adamant of calling it the colossal tussle they was like no screw this i'm calling it wrestlemania and the rest, they say, is history. That's right, the 80s are so cursed. <laughs> uh, talking of the cursed 80s and pop culture icons, Mr. T almost no-showed the event on the day. I don't blame him. <laughs> uh, mostly because he was worried that Roddy Piper, who had genuine animosity towards him, was going to shoot on him during the, during the main event. Uh, basically, Hogan had to babysit him for the entire day and talk him out of not, sho- uh, of not showing up. Oh well, that's what pop, what legend and myth will tell you anyway. <laughs> of course, the celebrity guests were, of course, Muhammad Ali, Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, Billy Martin, who I'm pretty sure when I was watching uh, the main event for this was pretty drunk when he did the announcements for the main event. I'm almost certain he was drunk because he, he was calling out different people. Uh, it, was different could, time. it was a different type It was a different type of. course. Oh, of course. Who can not forget Liberace and the Rockets? Oh, God.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like my brain somehow managed to pass that out.
1: <laughs> kind of weird, huh?
0: <laughs> oh, but uh, no as a lot of people would tell you this was like oh this was one of the greatest events in the world you know balls to the ball action absolutely amazing stuff a lot of people will tell you that it wasn't as good as you think it was or remember it <laughs> so I'll I,
1: go think down... I, remember, I think i
2: remember in my run through when we did the wrestlemania episode that like
0: it it, it was something it was something <laughs> A lot, of, and 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 you think like the technical glitches were bad uh, when they were showing it in closed circuit broadcasts. Watching it back, there was a lot of mess ups. There was a lot of like miscued, mistimed stuff that like, they've kept in the network version. May I add? <laughs> I mean, all right. Granted, this was a very something that was wholly new to the world of wrestling. You know, at that time, it was you. You keep to your lane, and you keep to your territory. But this was Vince very much in his plans for world domination. He was taking wrestling on a national scale and, of course, putting it on closed circuit television, even if the NWA beat him to it with Starcade. <laughs> How did the company get to Starcade before WrestleMania? <laughs> because Vince saw the idea of closed circuit television and said, you know what, I can take that, but make it bigger. No, but just the name. <laughs> I know. I, you know what? I don't mind the name Starcade. No, no, I
2: have no issue with the name. I'm just amazed that someone thought, yeah, Starcade before WrestleMania. Exactly. WrestleMania seems like the most reductive and easiest thing to come up with. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Wrestlepalooza. No. <laughs> but no, uh, I will go down and run down the card very quickly for you. So, of course, Tito Santana defeated the Executioner, which was Buddy Rose under a mask, by submission. Uh, 449. This would be Tito Santana's one and only WrestleMania victory. So, from subsequent WrestleManias, from uh, I believe 2 to 9, he lost every single match after that. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong Bundy defeated Special Delivery Jones in a squash match, which was supposed to be four seconds, but SD Jones was like, no, screw this. I'm making it 25 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get my stuff in, brother. <laughs> a newly debuted Ricky Steamboat. Like, literally. He was like three weeks into coming into WWF. Ends up in a singles match at WrestleMania, defeating Matt Bourne, who would go on to be, of course, Doink the Clown. The best iteration of Doink. <laughs> <laughs> Brutus Beefcake with Johnny Valiant defeated David Sammartino, Bruno's son. It end- actually, no, it ended in a double disqualification, my add. But it looked as if, like... David got the win, I'm not gonna lie. That's why I got so yeah, like, look, we
2: could be we could be there and say for as for his amazing and the place that his father holds in the wrestling canon, even though I can't necessarily speak to having seen much of any Bruno San Martino matches. <laughs> um, David San Martino did,
0: was not quite the same. No, no, they, tri- they tried they <laughs> tried.
2: <have> tried.
0: <laughs> uh Junkyard Dog defeated Greg Valentine by count out. Of course, that means Greg Valentine was still champion. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov with classy Freddie Blassie. Sorry, classy Freddy Blassie, I should say, because otherwise I'd be saying classy Freddy Blassie. Uh <laughs> defeated the US Express of Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo. Uh of no, course I this see. is the very this is the very interesting thing. Uh the US Express was the were the were the first team to come out, of course, to Real American before Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, If you saw our, uh, if you saw our uh, wrestlers in music uh, episode, (laughs) you'd know that. (laughs) Oh yeah, the Iron Sheik won, so that's all that matters to me. Humble. Uh, Humble. Andre the Giant defeating Big John Studd in the uh, $15,000 body slam challenge. Uh, After that, of course, Bobby Heenan tried to run off with this big sack of money and then Andre caught up to him and then started (laughs) flinging the money out to the crowd. $15,000 Fifteen thousand dollar body slam challenge. I love it. <laughs> Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper defeating Lalani Kai, uh with Moona. Oh, hell yes. Aside, Um great I mean great visual. I mean I always remember the 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 aftermath, the victory kind of dance and lap with Richter and, and Lauper. Very oh, famous yeah. sight. Uh, and then we get to the main event, the tag team match with Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson as special guest referees, which saw Hogan and Mr. T uh, defeating Paul Laundorf and Roddy Piper with Bob Orton in their side. I'm not going to say who Hogan and T, uh, who was accompanying Hogan and T because that's a whole different kettle of fish. Uh, yeah, they yeah. Lost lost to time. That was, lost that's lost to time. time. Stephen Richards. Um. Now. Actually, <laughs> this. Vacant
1: appearance. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, a very good appearance by vacant. A Baker. very good
0: appearance by vacant. No, what I'll say about this: T, you know, held out his own. He's not a great wrestler, but he did hold out his own in this match. Bloody entertaining. Piper drew drawing massive nuclear heat because it's it's only Roddy Piper and the greatest heel of all time. Um, <laughs> the great spot with Bob Orton and his cast missing Hogan and then hitting Piper on the head. I believe. Um, and then, of course, you know the whole victory spiel of Hogan and Mr. T flexing their muscles, and you know, just, 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 you know, just hot dogging and grandstanding to the crowd to end yeah. to send them home happy. <laughs> fun fact again, another little fun fact about this: the night previously, Hogan and T uh, were hosts for Saturday Night Live, and uh, the pay per view started at one p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, so. Uh, why his... can't that happen now? Yeah why, yeah, why can't that happen now? Jesus. Um, so T and Hogan were out, supposedly out during their Saturday Night Live after parties that are very famous. So they probably would have gotten home at around three o'clock in the morning and then you're getting a couple of hours sleep to then go to, to the garden for a 1pm start. God, they must have been flipping either drunk or completely tired during that entire match
2: there's a secret thing that can help us later that i'm not allowed to mention
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's wrestlemania in a nutshell it did really as i said it did incredibly well in terms of like the gates for arenas um uh, for the closed circuit television and it didn't do a bad gate as well uh for the garden uh even though they would tell you that it absolutely sold out was packed to the rafters wasn't so. I
2: don't, I don't know. I don't know. if this is just me thinking about it, but I, as much as it's a kind of novel concept as it is, at this point in time, I have to say, if like WrestleMania was being showed at like a nearby cinema, I'd probably go watch it.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting to see. But on the other hand, if it was, if, if it was anything like the cuts we see, if on on WWE today. Well, Seeing it on the big screen would make me go absolutely ballistic.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, look, I can continue my own personal vendetta against Kevin Dunn <laughs> and the entire production of WWE and its camera work at this point in time. <laughs> Twelve cuts in eleven seconds, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I, it's something I'd love. It's something I'd love to have over here. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I, know, I know. I know. It's a really stupid and novel concept, and
0: like, because it—it's not really a thing that exists over here. No, I mean it's the pub. It's more. I guess the closest thing to that would be the pub kind of like when the pubs open up well, late at thing, night.
2: Like, some, pubs, some pubs do it. I know loads of pubs in the UK do it for boxing all the time. Yeah. Cause that was when that was when me and, my, me and my friends used to go to one nearby us mm. and go and watch. Like, I don't know if there was like an Andy Joshua match on or something. Yeah. Um, and I know there is one place in there's one place in London which I think is attached to the O2. That does it? Yes, I believe so. I, I I believe so. But um, no, I think I think like. I, I, you know, I, I would enjoy the kind of element of watching it in a community atmosphere, even though I'm not able to be at the venue for it.
0: Mm. Uh, I think it's a good idea. No, it's a bloody fantastic idea. It really, I mean, it, it, again, it talks it speaks of the time I guess, of the era, because of course you know, it wasn't like closed circuit television wasn't readily accessible. So what better way to do it if you've got a couple of bucks in your pocket and you really really want to go and see it and they're showing it at the local you know cinema it's a
2: no-brainer yeah,
1: like,
0: obviously, I know. it's a really novel concept in the time we are now with like the network and everything like that yeah <laughs> see look you had to go out you know and socialize with other people to watch wrestlemania nowadays you could just do it sitting yeah, in your bed on the like... laptop <laughs> yeah i know maybe i maybe i
2: want to go out and see people and do it <laughs> maybe that's a big maybe. That is a big, yeah, that is a big maybe. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Maybe that's something we try and bring to the UK. I'll think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it ended up being, of course, as I said, ended up paying well for them. And it ended up being, like, I think... Sam Martino certainly laid the foundation... But I think it was this event in particular, and I guess the the legend around it that WWE have made that really set the 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 you know the legend of Madison Square Garden being the mecca for professional wrestling. Um, well, yeah, I, I think I think this is the point where
2: like you know it's that transition point where it kind of, it's kind of the start of it going from the WWF to the WWF. Yeah, from it going from we are now the top people in. New York to the top people in the whole of the country.
0: Yeah, it, 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 It's a very overnight statement of going. I'm. I'm taking your territory territories now. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, this leads us to uh, what are some of our favourite moments slash events that have uh, that have emanated from the garden. Um, I'm just. I'm going to start out and just say WrestleMania ten is probably my favourite WrestleMania from the garden. Yeah, no, I think that's understandable. I mean, purely for the—I I would say purely for the Bret Owen match, and of course the ladder match. Um, I don't think you could have done that place, done that ladder match any place else. Um, in terms of just it's the sheer iconography, I guess. I mean, some of the pictures and images. Sh-
2: are you sure you couldn't have done it at, at WrestleMania Nine? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what in the car park of Caesar's Palace? Nah. I think yeah, not really are all
2: right. you sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no I, I i I'm doubly sure <laughs> uh it could have been it could have been oh God could you imagine that it could have been Shawn Michaels versus Marty Giannetti
1: yeah good lord <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly give it to Reardon and say what are some of your favorite moments and events from the garden
1: I'm gonna say the classic eddie guerrero kurt angle match in wrestlemania 20 oh yeah hell yeah a match which i honestly think wouldn't be as good if it wasn't in madison square garden for some reason there's something about that place that just made them pull out everything
2: Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: it's like just wrestlemania 20 in general it was a great oh, idea no, to WrestleMania bring it back
0: 20 is fully goated yeah. yeah i mean i'll even say it is goated. Especially with the fact that that match or oh, that event also has Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg.
1: You know, is it Look, bad that I kind of... Right. Is it bad that I'm kind of like... I kind of... It, in in hindsight, it's kind of like a weirdly appropriate that that's how that WrestleMania ended. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know why <laughs> it's a I know it's a real extreme hot take <laughs> it's not a good match but it feels appropriate for reasons that escape me
0: yeah but at least at least Austin sent them home happy stunnering everyone so you know yeah mm. <laughs> but no I, like I I agree with that one like angle Guerrero at the garden was so good. Oh, absolutely. So good, um, Dan, something. I favorites. mean, obviously, obviously
2: for me, uh, as I said earlier, Rumble two thousand. Oh yeah, like, oh. you know, there's there's a the whole wave of good matches, but I mean, also for me as well, The Rock winning the Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Um, that's kind of the main one, I guess. The one I really want to give a shout out to though is the uh. ROH New Japan Supercard.
0: Yeah, I was gonna come
2: as much as, as much as there are as much as there are matches on here that I look back on and I'm like, I never want to see these again. <laughs> um, Agreed. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up heat here, but also it was the point where Matt Taven won the ROH world championship. <laughs> I
0: Which no, I under- didn't mind
2: I I... Well, I didn't really like his reign. I didn't like but... it myself personally yeah, i felt like i wasn't a big fan of it no attack on matt Taven, lovely guy good wrestler of yeah. wrong time for this decision
0: <laughs> yeah no i agreed with you on that one uh yeah
2: and as much as this event is kind of just tainted with people that i just cannot <laughs> uh... like you know i just can't <laughs> yeah kind of all
0: over the card I will say, though, um, Okada versus Jay White was a great match. Oh, that was that was a great match. I was so happy for Okada to get a main event spot at Madison Square Garden. And he, um, he looked like, honestly, he looked like he should have be- belonged there for a long-ass time. Oh, yeah. Jay um, White as well. It's, Jay White oh, yeah, as well. Jay White's amazing. Jay White's
2: bloody amazing. <laughs> uh, but also... Um, uh, ZSJ versus Tanahashi, and then also uh, uh, is it really Lee?
0: Um,
2: Someone Lee, Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee. There we go. Yeah. Bandido and uh, Taiji Ishimori in yes. the IDGP Junior
0: Heavyweight Match. That was great. It's only like nine minutes, so go out yeah. and watch it. That was a great one. No, a, a great event, and I'm I'm kind of glad that. Uh, that New Japan kind of saw that there was potential there in putting a show on Garden because it worked out really well. Like they, they really—I mean, they didn't sell out per se, but they still got quite a good gate coming out of that uh, show. Well, because they were meant to do another one. Hmm. Um. But then the world happened.
2: I can't remember what show it was meant to. What show it was meant to be? <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't Uh, think it was mainly a week. I think it was like a June show that they were gonna. uh, Oh yeah, yeah.
2: No, I think it was like um, I want to say around the same time as what would have been like Sakura Genesis, but yeah, yeah. There was meant to be another one last year that never happened. Mm.
0: Supposed to be happening. Although although to be fair
2: though, to be fair though, with um, with New Japan strong now. It could be possible. That could potentially
0: uh, bump up MSG in some of their priority. There you go, filthy Tom Lawler versus versus uh, Tomohiro ishii There you go. Yes, I want that. Oh, yeah. yep like that main event. <laughs> well, semi Big main. Event. meat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Gotta love it.
2: Brody King versus Tomohiro ishii <laughs> Big Brody test. King versus Brody King versus, versus um, Chris Dickinson versus Tommy Iruishi Bumping meat Yep.
0: Uh, <laughs> Big e, man, Bumping meat <laughs> Thank you so much Big E oh, oh, Another one I need to bring up The very first Elimination Chamber match uh, Emanated from Madison Square Garden ah. It was indeed Survivor Series 2002 uh, From Madison Square Garden oh uh fun fact um i mean i guess because so much of the legend of uh, madison square garden of course the goodwill that the wwe have with it uh well up until recently uh two royal rumbles two survivor series three wrestlemanias that have emanated from madison square garden um i think it has the uh it has the record for the most wrestle hosting the most wrestlemanias of one single venue doesn't it yep uh yeah, with with the with those three. um it's a shame that they don't go back to, i mean i know it's because it's like it's so successful now it, could, it can it could can sell out stadiums here there and everywhere but i don't know there's sort of a sentimental value i think to the garden that it it wouldn't it wouldn't be bad if they you know did it in such an intimate arena as the garden for every subsequent like 10 20 30 40. Mm. Well, that's what I said because I think, like, if you're gonna do the whole
2: thing of, like, oh, it's the 10th anniversary, it's MSG the 20th MSG, I feel like you kind of set a precedent. Not that it's necessarily a good thing to do. Mm.
0: That is true. That's-
2: but, like, I feel like, you know, if you're gonna do it, you just set, like, a certain time period and then say, like, each one's gonna be at this one. So, like, I don't know if they. In the far future, you know, WrestleMania 50 at MSG. Assuming yeah. MSG exists by that point.
0: <laughs> assuming assuming
2: WWE exists at that point. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a bunch of people wrestling in a ring in Penn
0: Station. <laughs> exactly. The average oh, Friday God. night in New York City. No. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, yeah. It's everyone trying to get back to Long Island. um, But... um. Yeah, I feel like doing something like that isn't like off isn't like off the cards. But I feel like what you know, if you're there and you have other pay per views, you might as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you like, let,
2: let's be let's be real, right? Like, as much as we're hearing people love WWE and all that, something like Clash of Champions <laughs> could happen <laughs> at MSG, and there'd be like pretty much no issue.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: You know, if you want to keep like your SummerSlam, your Survivor Series, your WrestleMania, your Rumbles for like big stadiums,
0: or the Staples Center, if you're living in, if they go to LA, <laughs> yeah, if mean, if they choose it, I don't know if they will though. <laughs> I feel like the Staples Center has enough stuff,
2: but we not have in as it is.
0: <laughs> true that. True that. Oh, one little moment I definitely want to bring up as one of my favourite moments. MSG played host to when Kane unmasked
1: for the first really? time. Really?
0: Yeah, it was MSG.
1: Well, I'll be damned.
0: It surprised the hell out of me, but then I realised, oh no, yes, it did. Of
2: yeah. course, it did. Um, it, it's like a it's like a weird moment of where you think the time doesn't line up, but it does.
0: <laughs> see, two of Kane's greatest moments happened: him unmasking, and that and that uh, and the return of Dead Man Taker
1: oh yeah that's true
0: again that moment of taker making his entrance that is a great moment in in madison square garden oh yeah absolutely i mean i think i always liked about madison square gardens was always that like obviously compared to other places it's really small and very intimate so i guess it's like when it comes to like a big crowd pop it's louder because of it being so freaking with the Royal Rumble, it's just like you know how
2: like when they do the Rumble now, there's like it feels like there's a year between people making their entrance and getting to the ring. Yeah. I that's why <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile at Madison Square Guns, it's like you exit and you're
0: basically in it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved about like the rumbles that they've done at the garden is that it feels so frenetic because it's because the, they use that short entrance way. Um talking of Rumbles at the Garden, John Cena's return at the Rumble. I think purely for the yeah. crowd. For the crowd. Right. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's something just, it's just about it because it's so tightly packed together. It does It does give a certain
0: atmosphere to it. Mm. I think the visual as well of seeing no crab barrier is when Cena made his return and him going absolutely nuts is quite a nice little sight as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, like that. Uh, what, what other one? Uh, too cool getting over as heck in the two thousand Royal Rumble.
1: Oh hell yeah!
2: As I say, as I say to people, right? People wish they could get a pop like Too Cool on the SummerSlam two thousand pre-show. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like, like genuinely it is one of the biggest pops in that night as on the pre-show for like a pointless tag match that goes like three minutes exactly. Although I feel like that speaks more to too cool than
0: anything else, but you know, (laughs) it's still great. Exactly. Exactly. What do you think, guys? Is there any more moments or events that spring to mind uh, from Madison Square Garden?
2: Hmm. Uh, There is. I mean, I guess for as, as much as it was a kind of, again, nothing pay per view Survivor Series 2011, uh, Punk beating Alberto Del Rio. Yeah. I, I could I, I agree with you on that one. Um even if even if the main event for that pay per view was um something.
0: <laughs> Do you mean Cena and the Rock versus the Awesome Truth? Yes.
2: <laughs> personally my personally my favourite was Big Show versus Mark Henry for the world heavyweight
0: championship. Oh yeah, is- when the ring imploded. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Which is, you know, a thing.
1: <laughs> feel great
0: oh I just remembered something something we talked about in our Mick Foley retrospective of course the start of the rivalry between him and Orton when Orton uh-huh. kicked him yeah. down the stairs
1: that's right yeah, it happened at the garden I, think, I
0: feel like t- in an extension of Mick Foley I feel the garden and him are so synonymous when it comes to wrestling because, like, of course, we talked about how Foley, when he was a fan, would get the train into New York, into Manhattan to go watch the shows at the Garden. He was there for that very famous moment of um, Stephen Richards jumping the cage onto Don Morocco. Um, and then him doing this hand sign to end <laughs> uh, the front row. And, of course, some of the like Foley's biggest moments have happened um, at, at the Garden. Royal Rumble 2000... His debut of Cactus Jack in '97 was at Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah. That ama- I I don't care what anybody says that match with the rock where the Rock and Sock connection formed to, to fight Evolution that was a really good match. No, that was a good match. It was oh, awful. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I, I I I find like if there was one wrestler that I had to say is really synonymous minus Hogan, it's got to be Foley
1: yeah i'd agree with that yeah i'd agree with that
2: um, all righty which one it was <laughs> um, no i'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm trying to remember what it, i'm trying to remember exactly uh <laughs> when it was because it's like in my head and i can't
0: remember it <laughs> that's fine buddy that's fine um <laughs> No, it's gone. It's gone. No, it's gone. All right. We'll move. All right. We'll move on. I guess to the final part of this whole thing, the future of the Garden in wrestling and in general. So, I'd say the one thing about the future of the Garden that kind of uh, we'll talk about this a little bit upsetting, but at the same time it's understandable. Is of course the uh, the Barclays Center. Uh, we'll start off with which, from what I've heard, from all intents and purposes, is a really good arena, and. Um, when they do host shows there from, you know, your regular, like, televised shows to the takeovers. Apparently everyone there is just as passionate about wrestling as they were in the Garden. Uh, a lot of people... Well, I mean, yeah, because the Barclays Center is where uh, the the Nets play, Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. Yes, right.
0: And a lot of people are... Yeah, a lot of people are just ex- excited... For the wrestling, if if not so more, apparently from what I've heard, the facilities are really good there as well.
2: Oh, isn't it? is not is it when I've had the chance to watch to see it? When I've been like watching basketball, it's great.
0: And I feel like the takeovers. I mean, let's be honest. The takeovers themselves have really p- p- made a name for the Barclays Center in like WWE folklore. Like... I mean,
2: takeover, takeover Brooklyn lives
0: in like history now. Gosh, yeah. I would say all, all, all all the times they have been to Brooklyn have been bloody iconic from that main event match of Sasha versus Bailey to Adam Cole debuting in, uh, in NXT. Like it's, it's, it lives in, it, I would say infamy, but it definitely lives in, in, uh, in the folklore of WWE. Now the Barclays center. oh, it does it Absolutely does. Um, so much to the, I guess, much to the chagrin of of, uh, of a lot of uh, people who work at Madison Square Garden, because, of course, like now up until a certain point, they only just did house shows and, non- and they occasionally did a televised house show at the Garden. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess it makes sense. From a business standpoint, but at the same time, it's like like, as a business decision, it makes sense because you can
2: only get say nineteen thousand, maybe twenty thousand people in there. Yeah. Um... So if you're doing like an important show, you want to have as many people there as possible. Exactly. But also, I feel like you
0: know, it's. I feel like it's having that place to call your home. Exactly. I mean, so many people. I think and I truly believe that like that's that's their home. That's WWE's home. And I feel like yeah. it's again, I I keep saying synonymous with the brand, but it it is. <laughs> you know,
2: as 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 much as I understand the business implications behind it, I don't I don't know what it is, but I feel I feel like having that space is just a good thing to have even though of course like magic it's used for so many different things now
0: gosh yeah Uh, yeah from uh, like basketball hockey boxing music comedy events like it's pretty much anything and everything i'm pretty sure that they're probably going to be opening uh reopening circus events there soon as (laughs) well i wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised with that
0: i just suck the soleil's probably played there You know what they most likely have. I know that Eddie Izzard sold out Madison Square Garden as well at one point. I think one of the very first comedians that sold out uh, Madison Square Garden. Come on, Eddie. Eddie. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: New Japan Pro Wrestling again. The Future of the Garden. I think, you know... I mean, it it miffed off a lot everyone in WWE, apparently, when they made that deal. But it's that thing of, well... Well, like the garden exactly. saw... You well, A, if you don't make the deal,
2: then they're going to make the deal with someone else. And B, you can't be mad at someone for making a deal when you
0: don't make an offer for it. Exactly. I mean, they saw... I think they had good business practice. They saw that New Japan was in a very... a boom period in its, golden, in its next golden era. So why not put on a supercard show at the it was garden? Just, it's, just,
2: it's just the thing of, like, if you're... You know, if you're a company and but also think about what it is for New Japan, which is that they've been trying to slowly branch out into building their audience outside of Japan, exactly. Mm. And you know, obviously, we're with not long after that was obviously due to be the launch of New Japan Strong, which meant to kind of come off the back of it, really. Yeah, but COVID happened, (laughs)
0: um,
2: and then but then also, like you know. Ring of Honor coming in. You know, Ring of Honor's spiritual base is Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, I say as a person who's been to uh, been to both places, Philadelphia and New York, they're not exactly near to each other, but you know, <laughs> it's not it's not horrifying distance. Mm. Um, and so you know, if they're there and they're like, well, we, you know, if no one else could take this place, and you know, for where they are is kind of like the you know, the nominal number four or number five, then why not take it? Yeah, exactly. Hell, you you get the thing off of saying Ring of Honours at Madison Square Garden. It has name recognition to it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely does it. I think you could definitely tell that I, a lot of that might have had to have done with All In as well. Because I don't think if All In had not happened, I don't think the Garden would have ever taken up that offer as well.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's just Magic Square Garden kind of occupies. I think every country that has obviously some degree of big event culture has a place. Yeah, because like I would say for for in, ter- in modern terms now, like basically anything I know that's important happening at say a concert or an event, at least in the at least in terms of London, has always been the Wembley Arena. Yeah, if you should say it's not the stadium. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's right next door, but it's not it's the right stadium.
2: <laughs> it's right next to it. It's not the stadium, though. <laughs> nope. Um, you know, I guess it. I guess it's Madison Square Garden is kind of like. I'm gonna say Coracoon. No, I would agree with you on that one. Um, and you know, places like that, where aside from like you know your your huge stadiums so i don't know what that would translate to for the us specifically but
0: i guess you could say if if we're going to do it in a new york context the giant stadium would be the tokyo dome
2: yeah so like if we say the giant stadium is the tokyo dome we have wembley
0: japan has the tokyo dome you know that kind of thing mm. or it could be That's the MetLife stadium actually when i think about it
2: yeah, like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what it, what it works out as, but, you know, a big-name yeah. recognition stadium for them to appear at. Madison <laughs> Square Garden's kind of like that place that's not as big, but it still carries all the recognition and
0: all of the prestige Absolutely. for playing there. Absolutely. And, of course, I guess the final thing about the future of the Garden is, well, the lease, it's coming up in about two years' time. Um. Now, I'm, I have tried to scour news sites about if they renewed the lease or the execs are going to move to a new location. But from all I've seen, they're going to knock it down to renovate Penn Station. Well, yeah, that's pretty much, as as I understand it, that's what's
2: happening. Because I believe they're taking down
0: the Hulu Theatre, which was inside... Um, MSG, which played host to the very first uh, Lions den match, which I think at uh, SummerSlam '98, which was a really cool visual actually to have that in the theatre part of MSG.
2: Yeah, uh, but I believe they're taking that down to um, yeah, you know, renovate Penn Station, um, and then obviously the the, the lease is up. Although I again, I think I think people are just De- determined
0: on moving it again yeah i mean it'd be it'd be a shame i guess this is all kind of like a business thing again it always comes down what am i saying it always comes down to always business deals here and there and everywhere it'd be yeah. a shame to see that building go because i, pick, I think i don't know from an out, outsider's perspective and always looking at new york it's always been such of a, a landmark uh building uh, for when I like when you look at map, I when oh, well for me personally when I look at maps of Manhattan, and especially when I played Spider Man on stream, I was like when as soon as I saw Madison Square gone I was like, hey, look at it, it's MSG. Well, oh. because like, it's
2: what Dude. it's what I it's what I can say about having having gone to New York is you literally exit Penn Station, and in front of you is Madison Square gone
1: <laughs> Yeah, I I remember when I went to New York, my um my my mum who had. Been to New York before because um my grandmother. Rest in peace, Grandma. You um like she was very disappointed that we didn't go to uh, Madison Square Garden. It is an iconic place, and I I hope they find some way to like keep it going because like it's Madison Square Garden for God's sake.
0: Yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to it'd be interesting to know if on an architectural uh, basis whether they'd keep the a, a very similar design if they were to relocate to another part of New York mm. or would they just go ah Scrooge Edition and we're just going to go and make a kind of brand new Madison Square Garden do you think people do you think New Yorkers would take to that kindly
1: I mean New Yorkers don't take to much kindly so
0: I <laughs> mean <laughs>
2: From, from my experience, as from other New Yorkers I've spoken to, that is pretty much accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think, honestly, as far as I can tell for a lot of people, just as long as they have Madison Square Garden in some form. Yeah. I mean, because it would be weird to see, like... Because, like, as as I understand it now, the, the only thing is that they're removing the theater and then the rest of
0: Madison Square Garden is just going to stay there. Yeah, because it, it would be weird to have like Rangers games not at MSG. Mm. Or it be it would be weird to have Knicks games somewhere else. I mean, it would be funny It would be funny as oh, hell if it, the Knicks relocated to uh, to the Barclays Center. But you know, <laughs> I
2: mean, off the top off the top of my head, then at that point, I think. Um the The Rangers would have to start relocating to Long Island,
0: playing mm. their games, playing their games out of um, where the Islanders play. The New Jersey, the, the the New Jersey Knicks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could also go play with um with the Devils in Jersey. <laughs>
2: oh they could, they, could, they could also do that. They could. Yeah, they could just be like uh, New York Red Bulls,
0: where their stadium's actually in Harrisburg, which is in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. I apologise to every death. single New Yorker who's probably gotten angry at me for saying the New Jersey Knicks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, let, every them, person, let them come. Every person, let them come.
0: Every
2: person who's from New Jersey that's getting progressively annoyed at me as I keep mentioning things that are named New York that are actually in New Jersey.
0: <laughs> Don't blame us. us. Us English people. Blame Vince McMahon for making uh, WrestleMania say it's from New York when the MetLife Stadium's in bloody Jersey. <laughs> Not our fault. Not our fault at all. Um I guess what's the best way we can end this? get end this on a more positive note of saying Do you think MSG, regardless of what happens to it, will always stay in the lexicon of professional wrestling? I mean, I think from I think for myself,
2: it is in it is in the ilk of Koraku and Tokyo Dome yeah Wembley arena uh for the for the uk honestly the biggest one normally is the NEC <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and you know place, places like that in terms of like places that have had impact on the history of pro-wrestling and places that are important to pro wrestling where important things have happened
0: hmm. <laughs> no' I, I, I I'd agree on that one Reardon? What do you think?
1: Hmm. Difficult to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. There you go. I just sorry. It. it was meant to be uh, Wrestle 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 Dynasty in what in May. There we go. Uh,
1: <laughs> I I as long as Manson Square Garden still stands, I I know that there'll be companies that will flock to it, if only just to say that they did it. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> like that that that's the, that is like never never underestimate that power
2: well no because it, it, it sounds stupid but i i can say i can say this um my dad worked as a uh a haulage driver for people who did concerts mm. Mm. like half the time people just kind of want to tick stuff off their box <laughs> yeah so like they just want to be there and be like oh we played at this festival Regardless of where it is or whatever, they just like right, we just want to play it it's just so we can say we have. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if for a lot of people, Madison Square Gardens is on that checklist.
0: Yeah, I can imagine so. I can imagine so, especially not only just wrestlers, but just as you said, musicians, comedians, athletes, all the whole shebang.
2: Shebang, <laughs> shebang. <laughs>
0: And there yeah, that is where we're gonna end today's episode all about Madison Square Garden that's been quite a journey I've quite enjoyed that it was a uh, it was it's it's been kind of a bittersweet one knowing that you know this future of the arena is so uncertain but yet there's so much blooming great history about it
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: righty then so next episode. Oh, this one's going to be a doozy, because this is going to be the debut of something we haven't done on the podcast before, isn't it, Dan? Uh, Yeah, it will be. (laughs) Oh, gosh. We are going to be doing a pay-per-view review. We are treading on the toes of CM Poles of John Blood and Tony Pizza Guy. (laughs) As we are going to be reviewing, uh, just uh, quite apropos as well, Backlash... 2000 with quite possibly one of the funniest and greatest main events wwf has ever put on <laughs> i'm excited okay. for this chaps as i have very fond memories of this pay-per-view what do you think chaps are you excited for
1: this i dread, as always
2: <laughs> it's good it's, it's gonna be interesting getting into the getting into the pay-per-view reviews and hearing what uh, you guys have to say about certain things because i All we're I'm starting saying...
0: let's just say we're starting strong we're still oh we're starting strong before we get worse <laughs> oh trust me i'm looking forward to hearing about ridden's reaction to big show on this on this on this pay-per-view right it's
2: the whole thing I said, and when we were so for everyone listening, when we were already talking about this, I pitched the idea of doing, of having uh, listeners vote in <laughs> and tell us what they wanted us to review, and to which I was roundly rejected.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly, actually. <laughs> Maybe in the future, now you've put it out there in the ether. Well, we're what can I to say, the, the, one of the
2: answers I got was they're just gonna they're just gonna vote for December to dismember
1: yeah, oh, <laughs> which is yeah, correct
0: uh, yes yeah thank you for saving us from that Ridden. Uh
1: <laughs> you're welcome
0: <laughs> all right that's all for next week but until then I have been Sam this has been Dan and Reardon, and you've been listening to the sweet web podcast as ever we'll see you on the next one
1: bye everybody bye bye